0: Hello and welcome to the 94th episode of the Intrepid English podcast. My name's Lorraine, and today I will be interviewing our newest teacher, the lovely Caitlin. We have a very in-depth discussion about lots of different things, including studying world history and political science at Nelson Mandela University in South Africa. We talk about her experience of teaching, volunteering, and helping people from vulnerable communities. We talk about race, diversity, and inclusion. And we even talk about football. I have a feeling this could be the first of many podcasts with Caitlin. She has so much to talk about, and she is a genuinely fascinating person. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi Caitlin how are you today?
1: I'm great thanks how are you?
0: I'm really well thank you I'm, I'm still giggling you can hear that because uh, when we speak um, we have a tendency to to get right into it immediately don't we and start talking about all kinds of crazy topics. Um, I, like, I love that. Just for the listeners benefit we had what an hour and a half chat yesterday um when <laughs> we just put the world to rights, and uh, today we've um, we've been chatting for twenty minutes, and it's like, come on, we need to start recording the podcast now. Would you like to start by introducing yourself for everyone?
1: Um, yeah, sure. I am Caitlin. I'm from South Africa. Um, I'm in my final year studying at the Osmania University. I am majoring in political science and world history. My degree has also allowed me to study English language studies, which I'm really grateful for, uh, because I'm quite intrigued by grammar and the linguistics part of it. Yeah, I've had a chance to meet so many lecturers, um, and professors from all over the country, which I'm quite grateful for. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I stay about maybe 10 minutes from the beach, which is pretty cool. I really love staying close to the beach because it allows my friends and I to go on missions for sunrise and sunsets. Uh, My favourite is definitely sunrises.
0: So for those of us who don't know the geography of South Africa very well, um, what's the name of your city and where is it based in relation to, say, Johannesburg or Cape Town?
1: Yeah, so uh, my city was formerly known as Port Elizabeth. We are in the Eastern Cape. And uh, our name changed in March, so it's now called Kabecha.
0: Um, can you tell us a little bit about the name change and and why that happened, and you know what's what's the reaction to the the residents there because of the name change? Yes, yeah,
1: so it was not an easy decision for most people. I think it, um, it came out of nowhere. It was not, you know, it wasn't an easy change, but I, in my opinion, I think it was necessary. However, I don't think that it should have been done so soon. I think, you know, before you change the name, maybe first look at, you know, the infrastructure in the city before, you know, changing the title of it. Um, for example, you know, just the, just the roads needed fixing, um, access to water in poorer communities, you know, stuff like that, that could have maybe been looked at first before changing the name. And the point of changing the name was because, mm-hmm. um, so port Elizabeth Elizabeth was the name of our previous um, colonizer's wife so that's why they um, they needed to change the name
0: there's a there's a huge movement and awakening happening in many places all over the world at the moment regarding addressing recognizing and um, changing uh, perceptions of colonisation um, in, the, in the past. Here in the UK recently, we've had quite a few statues torn down and small changes like that, nothing really super major. Um, but it's, it's happening because of the wider conversation that's going on about how little we're taught in school about some really dark history of ours. And you know some people might say, oh well, it's 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 not necessary to teach it. it absolutely is in my opinion because it is it is connected to the present time now um so many of the citizens of the of Britain feel hostility from from white residents of of Britain um they absolutely belong here, and one of the many reasons why they and their families moved here is because of colonization so it is absolutely connected to the present time now
1: yeah but like you said that can be a whole different conversation and goes much deeper especially in south africa because it's still quite relevant for us you know and for many of the other places so and it's also a bit of a tricky situation depending on how you look at it you know as a person of color um And somebody that studies politics, it's especially because of the you know the whole race thing. Um, You just have to train lightly on that, I think. Yeah, because I think it's still quite a sensitive topic for most people.
0: This is what I mean. Like you and I, as soon as we start talking, we get right into the deep stuff, and I love that. In fact, I would say I was thinking about this earlier. I would say that that to me is the sign one of the signs of a really good teacher or uh, the potential for a really really good teacher so when I interview new teachers when I have the experience of the interview just flying by I've really enjoyed our conversation I learn a lot from them I just think my students are gonna love this you know the intrepid English students are gonna love this teacher um and in my opinion, everything else is teachable. But if you are, you know, switched on, if you've got a curious mind and you have the ability to explain objective facts, but also your opinion in a clear and respectful way, that will mean that our students will will love the lessons and therefore they'll they'll keep coming back and they'll be motivated to make progress. So... You're great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a really brief explanation of something which it it could go extremely deep, of course. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to talk to you about some of these things. But um, yeah, maybe maybe in another podcast another day. Because <laughs> um, I, if I find it really interesting, I can guarantee my students are going to find it interesting, right? Intrepid English is a small team, but we are quite diverse. You know, we have members of... <laughs> various different communities and we've got multiple members of the lgbtq plus community we have teachers of different ages we've got native and non-native speakers we have a disproportionately large amount of women (laughs) Mm. um so that that maybe could be balanced out a little bit more um but it's been something it's been a goal of mine for a while to have a more racially diverse team mainly because that's what my life is like that's what my circle is like i i like to surround myself with different voices different perspectives um you know people from different communities countries cultures languages um and it adds so much value to any situation any room any circle any team
1: yeah uh i mean i don't (sighs) You know, like I said from the beginning, I'm a very uh, chilled person. Um, You know, I like having conversations about such topics because I think it's really important, Um, especially it makes it easier when the other person um, has an understanding on the same level as you do. Um, So it makes it easier for these type of conversations to take place. Your perspective is so important to me. For,
0: for many, many reasons, and I'll, I'll go into some of them now, but I really think that you have so much to talk about and I would really like to sit down and, and talk with you about it. Your perspective is really important to me because for a long time it's been a goal, and I told you this in the interview, for a long time it's been a goal of mine to have a person of colour on our team because I want to hear that perspective. I want to hear a voice, at least one voice, um, which is is from that community yeah
1: i mean you know from my perspective i you know i'm not a spokesperson for all people of color um just because someone may look the same as me doesn't mean that we'll have the same perspective all the same values um so i think that's just something important that people need to uh, take into account um but i can you know offer a perspective that may be different from Other people's, if that makes sense. I think that there are a lot of people of color that are willing to put in the hard work, but just don't have the opportunities to do so. So it's not to say that like, you know, we're all the same and it's our responsibility, but I generally do like having these type of conversations. Um, when it's my choice, I, I do like it. I, yeah, it's different when it's, um, when I'm forced to have it. Um, then it's, yeah, then it takes the fun out of it. But um, I, I have no problem with speaking about it, especially because I firmly do believe that it is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the
0: experience that I've had. I've worked with some amazing people of colour, teachers and otherwise, you know, diversity of all kinds is beautiful. It's wonderful and it's valuable and it's important. And unfortunately, it's, it's, it's something which needs to be actively worked towards. Um, It's incredibly important for me that Intrepid English is a place where excellent teachers work. I know there's a world of amazing teachers out there. So the students who come to us don't want to have several trial lessons with loads of different teachers to find one that, that suits them. They want to know that they can come to a place where We've already done the work to make sure that all the teachers are excellent. That's the the sort of baseline for us. But unfortunately, the hiring methods that we've used in the past it it's now apparent to me were not as diverse as I wanted them to be, because of the algorithms of social media and because of generally the the way that we that we live. We tend to. Uh, meet people and uh, get to know people and hire people who are sort of similar to us in many ways. So I had to make an an effort to diversify, to find non-native English teachers who were very, very highly qualified, lovely people, passionate about teaching. Um, And because, unfortunately, what came easy to me were teachers who had a CELTA qualification and were native English speakers, and were white it was It was incredible to me how bland the selection was, so um yeah really it i it was a, a learning moment for me that um you know to go out there and find diversity in all its forms and guarantee that the teachers that were coming on board were excellent teachers i'm I'm really conscious though Caitlin, that you don't have to Teach. Usually, it's not your job to educate everyone on this particular matter, on the matter of race and sensitive issues like that. It's your job to teach people English. But all of us teachers bring um, a real mixed bag of experiences to the table, and that's what our in, our students are really interested in. So, on the one hand, you you don't have to be a spokesperson for people of color by any means. But on the other hand, I I've learned a lot from you already, and I hope that that continues.
1: You know, that it's so important to, to use your platform um, in that kind of way, you know, like you recognize your responsibility and it goes much deeper. And I know we spoke about this yesterday, but, you know, that it goes much deeper than just teaching a language, you know, you like you see the empowerment in that.
0: So many people genuinely, I believe, genuinely want to do better but they're either too scared of making mistakes or they recognize that there's just a huge gap in their knowledge and they you know they it's it just seems a bit intimidating to them which is one of the reasons why we've created this diversity and inclusion course in the intrepid english academy yeah when you have the opportunity to meet someone where they are and gently guide them towards more awareness and generally ways to talk about sensitive issues that's a huge relief for them because life throws these situations at everybody and if you're not prepared for it then then that that increases your anxiety wow. um a couple of years ago um you know having one of these conversations with a really lovely student of mine yeah. they admitted to me that they were a little bit worried about talking about sensitive issues at work or even just talking to people, for example, in their case, it was a transgender person, they were scared of talking to that person because they didn't want to say something wrong. They didn't want to slip up and offend them. And it came from a genuine place of not wanting to hurt someone else's feelings. Um, You know, and we talked about it for a while, and I I realised because of their culture, because of their country, and because of the experiences that they had or hadn't had, They really didn't have much uh, vocabulary for this particular area. They even didn't really know if they could ask the person, um, you know, what their pronouns were, for example. So it planted a seed in my mind that uh, we should create a course that provides people with the language that they need, either to ask a question or to even know whether they are, whether it's appropriate to ask that question or not. Um, so a few of the teachers and I, um, have been talking about it and slowly sort of built um, a course together and you've been kind enough, Caitlin, to, to have a look through it
1: and, and read it. Um, as you can imagine, it's been quite a big project. You know, I felt quite honored to be able to read through that. I think it's going to be so cool and I'm so excited uh, for students to read that. I really am. I think it's going to be quite, quite the course. Mm. Yeah. I'm quite excited to see the outcome.
0: Oh, great. Thank you. It's something that's really close to my heart. Um, and I think that it's, it's necessary for people to understand that if you're genuinely coming from a kind place and you are respecting people and where they are and not making them feel attacked or disrespected, then th- we should have these conversations so that people can, can talk, can build their awareness, can, you know, make everyone feel like they belong in work, in their friend circle, um, in all areas of life. Yeah, we we work with um, a few different charities, and I I t- trained the volunteers at one charity recently about how to how to approach certain conversations uh, sensitively in a way that respects people. And you know, the 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 general feedback from that training session was relief and gratitude. Because genuinely, most people do not want to hurt other people's feelings, but they recognize that one phrase, one slip up somewhere, um, which is completely innocent many, many times, obviously not all the time, um, can can have a massive effect on someone's confidence and they would hate to do that. So giving someone the tools to talk about something or even knowing what is OK to talk about and what not um it's it's a relief for a lot of people because they they want to have conversations. They want to learn. They want to be better, essentially. <laughs> One thing I always ask our new teachers is, you know, how did they get into teaching English? I know you've had experience with teaching kids and volunteering. Um, so why why do you enjoy teaching English? What is it about teaching English that you really like?
1: Oh, that, that's actually a really good question. Um, okay, so the whole volunteer work started um, when I was in high school. Uh, it was just part of our cultural responsibilities that we, uh, that we had to take part in certain, certain volunteer work. And I chose to, to do um, Marinata Children's Home. Yeah. And we would just spend time with the kids. And my favorite time was we would have a Christmas party with them and wrap presents for them and, um, put on Christmas hats, which is really cool. But my Christmas hat always got stolen. I was getting bullied, but that's like a whole different conversation. <laughs> but, um, they, they were so cool. Yeah. Then, then I came to university and I just had a lot of free time on my hand during first year. So I wanted to go back to that specific children's home. So I did and the lady there is so cool. That's in charge of the social, social settings of it. And, um, the one day I went there was, I think it was a Friday and I went with two of my other friends. The lady looked at us and then she said, okay, you know, we can take them outside, but they have to finish their homework first. So, um, I sat everyone down and then we helped them with their homework. I started playing, um, music in the background just to, just to help with the motivation, bit of Drake in the background. And um, yeah, I just, I really, I really enjoyed helping them out with their homework because it was just, it was just a small token of what I could do um, as my responsibility as as a human being. And because, um, you know, I, I'm attending university, it's, I have a bit more, experience in the education department so I'm able to give back in that in that way there's another place it's called treasure homes um, they take care of adults with a physical disability um, so I've been there uh, I think I went also in my first year um they they're located down the road from my campus so it's quite convenient um, yeah so I just helped out there then there's, um, an NGO called Love Story. I think that's the biggest one in our city. They do so much work for vulnerable communities. Um, they aren't taking on people for volunteer work now because of the pandemic. I've made, uh, 67 sandwiches, um, for 67 minutes for Mandela Day. So the 67 is, um, related to Mandela's 67 minutes and it's 67, um, which signifies each year he devotes his time to fighting for freedom and equality in South Africa, which encourages us to do something, um, you know, to give back to other communities um, for 67 minutes. And because I couldn't uh, offer my time because of the pandemic, I made 67 sandwiches. <laughs>
0: I love that you're really into volunteering and uh, helping people um, who are from vulnerable communities. Um, I think that's really special and it's something that I really relate to. And there was something you said in your Meet the Teachers blog post that really, really sort of stood out to me. And that was about the philosophy of Ubuntu. Would you like to explain what that is?
1: Yes, so Ubuntu is a word we use. It means I am because you are. It's an African philosophy. And I think from somebody who's not in South Africa or from our continent that wants to understand what it means, um, I do think that the best way to understand that is how um Archbishop Desmond Tutu explains it. Um while he in my opinion is, you know, the biggest advocate for ubuntu um the way he explains it is so insightful so i'll put it in my own words but um basically means that my humanity is intertwined with yours so in order for me to exist i need you to exist but i need you to be you to the fullest in order for me to exist um and you know he goes further to explain that you know, you, it goes right to the beginning that, um, a person talks because, you know, they've seen somebody else talk and then they've learned to speak. Mm. The same with walking. They would first see somebody else walk and then they would learn how to walk. Mm. It's that type of philosophy. Lovely. And for my personal perspective, I just think that I am honored to, well, privileged in a way to go to university and therefore I have, you know, I'm exposed to certain opportunities, um, I have um, a bit of knowledge and, um, you know, I'm able to give back and participate in society. I see that as my responsibility because I know that not many other people are able to do that. Um, unfortunately, not all of us have that mindset, but as much as we... Um, want to shout about rights i think you know with every right comes responsibility um and i don't see the point in you know or while going through life and just having your own um goals you know like you have to also Mm -hmm. look at your neighbor and see how else you can help them
0: 100 percent yeah that moral that value that you've just talked about there is at the center of Intrepid English and all of the teachers that work for us, you know, it's not just about teaching English grammar at all. It's about empowering people to fulfil their own potential because that is what allows us to fulfil ours. And yeah, that's that's a value that all of the teachers share. Um, but it was particularly amazing for me to read this lovely unique way of putting it um in one simple word it's it's so succinct it's so nice to
1: to hear that so that's why i genuinely do enjoy teaching english um and just also when a student tells me their goals that's that's the best part um being able to contribute to that oh that oh man that's amazing i have a so i think two of my students at the beginning you know, they told me their goals. So we just had many conversations about the interest and everything. Um, and I noticed at the beginning of this week that they've become so much more confident and they started sending me voice recordings by themselves about, you know, just telling me about their day. But before, like at the beginning, you know, there was no way that they would have thought about doing something like that. But now slowly... They're becoming more confident in the language, which I'm so proud. Oh, I'm so proud of them. Um, <laughs> I'm very much into, uh, soccer. So we, we received some bad news, uh, about one of the most famous footballers in history. It's, um, Lionel Messi. He's leaving Barcelona and my students are, well, two of my students are huge soccer fans. So I was so excited to tell them about the news and I just to see the reactions. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So many interesting
0: conversations that have sprouted off this conversation today. I would love to go into more detail with you in a later podcast. We've got... Questions about your studies, about dealing with world history. Oh, my gosh, that could be a whole series in itself. <laughs> and politics. Politics is something that, um, you know, it's it, everyone's very concerned about, you know, talking about this this subject. But as you said yesterday to me, politics is basically at the core of everything that we, we do as people, as citizens of the yeah. world. Um, I feel like you have so much to share and so much to teach us and me. Um, so would you consider coming back and having a more in-depth conversation with me, um, in a future podcast, Katie? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I genuinely wouldn't mind that. I mean, I always enjoy our conversations. So that, that's pretty short. Yeah, no problem.
0: There is a question that I always ask our new English teachers. And that is, what advice would you give to your students, to English learners? Yeah,
1: I, I think that, um, it's important to be patient with yourself. And this week I saw uh, with one of my students, he was putting a lot of pressure on himself to reach his goals, like by the end of the month. And it was quite a, quite a reach, but you know, I just messaged him and I said, okay, like if we take it step by step, just don't focus on the whole thing at once, you know, let's break it up in pieces. We'll take it step by step and you are going to make mistakes because it is a journey which means you're supposed to make mistakes. And that's why you're going to have really great teachers there to guide you. But um, yeah, it's just important to be patient with yourself because it's that's the whole point of being part of a journey. Learning a language isn't easy, so it's, you're supposed to get frustrated here and there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a great book about this that I would really recommend called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'll add the, the link in the episode notes uh, to, to anyone who's uh, on the journey of learning anything, not just a language. Um, but yeah, breaking it down into individual small milestones and appreciating them and celebrating them when you hit each one will allow you to enjoy the journey rather than just keep striving towards this end goal and therefore being frustrated at every point along the way because you haven't yet reached that goal. So Yeah, 100%. for listening to today's episode of the Intrepid English podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as Caitlin and I did recording it. This is our 94th episode, so keep your eyes peeled for the 100th episode, during which we'll give away a free prize. As always, if you have any questions, feedback or requests, feel free to use the chat box in the Intrepid English website. We always love to hear from our listeners. Thank you so much to Tree, who left us a wonderful review this week. We love to hear your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other Intrepid English podcast episodes, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other English learners to find us, and it helps us know that you're enjoying our content. Everyone at Intrepid English, have a wonderful day.